What up, Snapback fam? On this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod, we have Quinn92, the unbelievable artist. Come on the pod. His new album is dropping Thursday at midnight, so Friday morning at midnight. Check it out on all streaming platforms. We had the most fun conversation. I'm so excited for y'all to listen. And of course, we preview All-Star Weekend. Don't forget to check me out in the House of Highlights showdown on their YouTube channel, 8 p.m. Eastern, Friday night, going for 100K. Snapback fam, let's get it. Didn't even want to go out, why'd you call me? I've had a long day and still got laundry. Two, three, four, make me drink one. Then you walk through the door. All my friends are buying blow in the back room. There's people climbing up the walk because it's a packed house. Who are you? What's your name? I ask. Surprise, she answered fast. I think there's too many random bodies dancing near us. If these are power, would you call this? What up, fam? We have a special guest joining us today. It is Quinn92. How are you doing, sir? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I mean, look, we're going to talk about the album, but I did get a little excited when I heard you're a Chelsea fan. I am a Tottenham fan, so it's it's not normal to hear that. But as Abe, as Abe mentioned, um, a Pulisic apologist. So over the summer, he was playing like literally the best player in the Premier League. So I got yeah. addicted and I just bought Christian Pulisic cards all over. Yeah. I mean, my favorite one I want to show you is like what nerds do, Abe. This kaboom of Pulisic. It's so sick. What's so, that go for dude, on the open market right now? I, a few hundred bucks. Nothing crazy, but my, I uh my twin brother Matt, not to interrupt you, my twin brother Matt is is getting right into uh, uh, trading cards, and so he tr- like you're not the first person who has shown me their their collection like recently. Like he hits me up every day, like trying to get me involved, and I, I'm not against it. I'm just I haven't like fully committed to the idea yet, but I do see like real you know profit along the way. I just I'm scared that like it's going to take too long to get my money back. If that makes sense. That's what happened to me. That's what happened to me. I was buying cards during the NBA bubble and I was trying to flip them, but but the time they were shipped to me, I could repackage them, list them on eBay, the auction ender, I could ship them out. Right. Like stuff changes very quickly. That's why I fell in love with this top shot stuff. Have you been following the NFT world as an artist? Like Blau, I think he he made a ton of money. Dude, I heard about this. I heard about this. He made so much money and I, and, and I actually know him and I heard it from a mutual friend of ours. He made like millions of dollars in literally a day. And I was like, I was like, what, like, what, what is this? And so I now you might need to school me a little bit on like what it is exactly, but I'm gonna don't, need to do don't let Jack. No, get going. I, I we just won't be able this, to talk about the album if Jack gets going. This was, right. I realize <laughs> this is a bad idea now that I'm gonna be able to school him on NFTs. But Abe, intro the album before so we can get that discussion. All right, going. Quinn. Change of scenery two coming out this Friday at midnight. Correct, March the fifth. Actually, tomorrow, the Thursday, the fourth at midnight. But yes, Friday the fifth. It's be, actually be, yeah. it's actually funny that you say that. <laughs> Jack and I have had a long-standing joke on this podcast about so it's coming out Thursday at midnight. But yeah. to me, midnight on Thursday is technically Friday. So we've we've had a conversation about the the wording, what that should be. Thursday at midnight, Friday at midnight. But Thursday, March 4th at midnight, we'll call it that. So this episode will drop tomorrow morning, March 4th. 
And at yep. midnight, you'll be able to stream Quinn's new album called Change of Scenery 2 on all platforms, I assume, whatever you use. Yeah. So it's your fifth studio album. You recorded it with one of your best buddies, AOK, in yep. Newport, Rhode Island. What was that mm-hmm. experience like? How did that come to fruition for you just recording an album with your best friend? Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm even rocking a Newport shirt. So shout out to Newport, Rhode Island. Um, yeah, man. So we were, we made our first EP, Change of Scenery, like before we ever got signed to a record label back in 2015. He went to the University of Michigan. I went to Michigan State. And I would like cut class and drive to U of M every week and, and make this music with him. And we were kind of just trying to like put together a little six song project to put on SoundCloud and just kind of see what happens from there. And, and that's what we did. We did it our senior year of college and then we graduated. Um, so that album is really just about like the transition from college life to real world, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing was really happening. And so I had to get a job at an insurance company. I'm kind of giving you actually the whole backstory to, to the do. story right now. Um, long story short, you know, I, I, had a, I had a shitty job out of college, ended up getting my first tour offer like a few months after that happened. And then sort of never looked back. And then, um, yeah, him and I both got record deals to Columbia Records and both as separate artists. And so from that point on, we kind of focused on our own sort of pass. And so the last like four years, we haven't really been making music music together. We've been, you know, we've been really close friends and we talk and stuff. But, you know, as far as collaborators, it didn't really, nothing was happening. So we thought with the pandemic and quarantine, this is kind of a weirdly like an ironic time for us to get together. Um, you know, obviously such a negative point in everyone's lives, but we felt like this was the one time where when our schedules were kind of non-existent and, and things were slowed down a bit, we could get back together and make something again. So um, that's what we did. And pending, you know, COVID tests and stuff, we were able to make our way out to Rhode Island where his family actually has a house there. And uh, and yeah, man, we just, we spent two weeks there. We just like set up shop in his parents' living room and kind of went back to the days of him and I making music at his parents' place back in Michigan. So it was kind of nostalgic to go to another house that they owned and you know, make songs. And uh, and yeah, we just did it because we we just wanted to do something fun for a change and kind of get out of LA and change our scenery, no pun intended, you know, a, a bit and just find inspiration elsewhere. And that's, that's what happened. And we just kind of on accident made a full length project. It was supposed to be an EP and we just kind of hit on all cylinders every day and we made like 12 songs. And so yeah, it's, 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 it's great. I, th- I think it's my favorite project I've made. And, and I think it's just really special because I got to do it with him who, like you noted, is one of my closest friends. And I think that's always a plus when you can make great things with the people closest to you. And, and it's a, it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. You mentioned that you went to Michigan state, your buddy went to Michigan and you guys left college, got shitty jobs. Um, I yeah. also did the same thing a few years ago, but the interesting part about it is I've yet to get a record deal out of it um <laughs> so i'm still working those those shitty jobs now nah, they're not shitty shout out candy keep, keep the faith dude I, right. I i i it's right around the corner yeah but i think there's that's an interesting aspect to this album is that you did something you love with your best friend and i think jack and i can really relate to that being that we have been best friends since we were eight or nine years old and jack wow. hit me up. jack had this huge following on snapchat and hit me up what a year and a half ago jack a year and a half ago it was like yo i have this following why don't we make a podcast? And I was like, what dude, a podcast? I don't know how to do that. Like a whole thing. He's like, dude, we'll do a test episode. We'll see what happens. And, and like you and your, like you and I, okay, Jack and I have just had some chemistry and we've able to, to build something. So I think that's an interesting aspect to it all is 
you can love the songs on the album as much as you want, but like when you're doing something you love with your best friend, like that's what really makes it special. Totally, man. And I'm, I'm glad you guys have that because it is special. And, you know, it's, I think for us, when we do work together, we kind of set expectations like aside. We don't, we don't get too um, nervous about, you know, oh, is this song going to do well on Spotify or, you know, are they going to push this one to radio? Is this going to be our big break? You know, because I think we just get lost in how fun it is to be together making stuff that those sort of results of what comes after the album don't really matter during that moment. And, and to this day, I, I and like, you know, I, I say to this day, as in like, we made this thing like years ago, but like, <laughs> no, since making it a couple months ago to right now, I still don't really like care how it, how it does. Cause I just think we were able to really have a great moment together and, 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 you know, become closer friends and in, in the process. And clearly I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to do well, cause I do, yeah. but you know, I think the greater kind of moral of this all is just, you know, like we said, just, just, if you, if you do things with your, with your close friends and family, I think it's, it's always a good thing for the soul, especially like w with everything going on. This is like exactly, I think what I needed to kind of cheer me up. The authenticity is going to drive through right at the end of the yeah. day, like people are going to be able to tell, but uh, we are a sports podcast. You mentioned Michigan, Michigan state, the timing mm -hmm. works out. Uh, I believe they yes. play tomorrow night, which is pretty tomorrow. funny. Um, yeah. What is, how much are you following? How big of a fan are you? You obviously went there. You obviously have the relationship to Michigan. Like, will there be trash talking? Do you follow them through the tournament? What's, what's your sports fandom? Yeah. So Michigan state, Michigan state, Football and basketball is probably my biggest my biggest thing I support aside from Chelsea uh, soccer. Um, and as far as the, the the season this year, I'll be totally honest. I haven't seen many games. It's been I, I kind of just have like treated this year as like a wash. So like while they're still playing, I think a lot of my like excitement is just kind of out the window because of just everything. Going, like I I feel like I need to see fans in the stands to really like take it seriously, which is, which is weird, but I agree, especially for college sports, especially for college. Yeah. Like that, that really makes the entire atmosphere. So, but that being said, you know, we got a big one yesterday against Indiana. I was watching and, and I think Michigan just got their ass kicked by Illinois. So I'm, I'm hope I'm hoping we can, you know, ride some momentum into tomorrow, but you know, as, as most Michiganders know, Tom Izzo gets things together around March time. So I'm, I'm still confident we'll be able to, you know, make the tournament. I think we're still on the bubble, but we've had a couple big wins recently where I think we'll make it, but yeah, it's uh so some, yeah, to answer your question, some trash talking will happen. Alex, Alex definitely doesn't follow Michigan sports as much as I follow Michigan state sports. He's definitely more of a nerd in that sense. So <laughs> will he trash talk you though? Cause that's the worst person is the guy who doesn't care about sports, but will still be like, you care so sure. much and you lost. For sure. He'll bring up the fact that, you know, Michigan's the better school and he had the better grades. And I'll be like, that's irrelevant. You're a psycho. And you know, <laughs> like it, yeah. So we'll, we'll still, we'll still find a way to talk shit to each other. We always kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we do a segment called ranked where we like to rank our favorite, whatever pizzas, cereals can be, yeah. can be a host of things, but Abe came up with an amazing ranked for today. So we're excited to run through it with you kind of intertwine what you do with a lot of what we do. Um, we want to rank the top three places that you would want to perform for a live audience. So Super Bowl, right. right? Final Four, wherever it is, could just be a massive concert. So uh, Abe and I will participate as well because we sing in the shower. So 
We're all performers <laughs> in our own right. So we'll, yeah. we'll start it with you. You give us uh, your number three on the list. Or we can start. We can give you some time to think if you don't have anything top of mind. Yeah, right we'll, we'll start it off. Give them, a little, give them a little time to think. I'll go first, Jack. All right. um, okay. okay. So I'm obviously not an artist. Well, officially, I guess is really what it is. You're not an artist. It doesn't, so some of mine artist. are going to be like maybe not musical. My number three, I want to perform at half court during halftime of like a college game where you get to shoot the like hundred thousand dollar shot and you just have one shot to make it. I'm pretty sure I've made enough half court shots where if I got in the moment, I could make the shot. So that's my number three of where I'd like to perform. I want to shoot the half court shot for a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. That's, that, that's a good one. That's I respect. That's that not one. a good one. That's, it has nothing to do with music or performing. That's you want a chance <laughs> oh, to just, make a hundred. Oh, just, just, <laughs> just wait. I'm not done. So my number three NBA all-star. Um, I love when the players come out. The most recent video that was trending was like all the Eastern all-stars came out. I'll have to send it to you, Quinn. And Derek Rose is just standing there like like he just killed someone and they're all dancing. And I just think it's the funniest vibe because you never know like how these athletes are going to react to the performer. And they always have fun performers. I mean, you so. remember Fergie's rendition of the national yeah. oh my at the all-star yeah. game. Yeah. She, yeah. she got classic. Too. So, all right, classic. that's my number three. What do you got? Number three. So number three, I kind of, not to sound like a douche, but I kind of already got to scratch this off my bucket list. So I would say it's, I got a chance to perform at midnight madness at Michigan state where mm. they do like a, announced the basketball team and I was I think I was like the first performer they ever booked for that and obviously because I went there there was this whole connection but that for me was was something I'll never forget and as far as like the crossover between music and sports that was like the first time I really got to like do something like that so I but like I'm not joking when I say that was always something I thought would be amazing to perform at um and it, it sure enough it happened and so uh, number three I would say is that which is weird because I got to actually do it so right um, but my top two are much, much no cooler. no we love that we flex all day uh yeah. accomplish your I'm gonna goals keep, I'm gonna keep jack and yeah. i make sure to announce every episode that we went to the gym that day so people think we're just absolute <laughs> monsters but yeah we do it at midnight <laughs> madness slightly cooler than working out but uh the point is the same all right it's a snake so you're up with uh your number two again okay um number two i would say I think does it have to be all sports related or no, can it be you do whatever that's the beauty okay. of podcasts and, and not even, radio even do a sporting event or... okay number two number two is uh Red Rocks Amphitheater in, in Denver yep. Colorado mm-hmm. uh I was supposed to play that this year with 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 some friends but I was supposed to be the headliner and it got canceled obviously because of COVID so I still you know cry myself to sleep about that because that was going to be probably the best night of my life and it didn't happen, but you know I'm 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 optimistic I'll get a chance to do it again. But yeah, if you guys have if you guys have ever been, you probably know what I'm talking about. But it's just like the most amazing atmosphere, and and it's yeah. So yeah, Red Rocks is like probably tied for first, but I'll just I'll All right. I'll leave. The I'm excited. Wait, the wait the wait will be worth it if you're able to perform yeah. your favorite project you've made when there's fans there and everything. The wait the wait yeah. will be worth it. I think so. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Right. All right, point. Jack. My number two is uh, the World Cup. So a Whoa. lot of us like to think, right, like U.S., but I'm talking this is the moment for the world to be watching. So I think performing halftime before the game, any rendition of anything mm-hmm. uh, in relation to the World Cup would be really, really cool. And 
Hopefully, maybe it could be on the U.S. turf in a few years. Who knows? So that's my number go. two. Eight. It's going to be uh, – it is. It's going to be yeah. in Los Angeles in, yeah. in uh, 2020 – wait. 2030, 2028? No, 26. 26. 2026, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 2026. That's a good one, Jack. My number two at a big in Vegas, the headliner fight. I want to oh, be wow. the I want to be the ring girl, you know, <laughs> that holds the round one sign. Just because, one, that is a form of performing. And two, I think I'd look bomb in a bikini. That's respectable. That's respectable. That, so, stop saying that's respectable. That is the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> hey, he can dream. Uh, yeah, he man, can dream. I, if he wants to perform at Red Rocks, I can put on a bikini at a McGregor <laughs> yeah. fight. Yeah. Tits out. You look great. There you go. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so me again, number one, this is a little bit personal. I want to perform the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Now let me fill you in on a little something, Quinn. Um, I have a what's the word? reputation on this podcast as being the number one handicapper when it comes to the over-under of the national anthem. I yeah. do my research. I watch old clips. I watch old YouTube videos of the performer. I try to get a gauge of what they're going to do, evaluate the venue, et cetera, stuff like that. Did um, you win this year? No, he hasn't hit ever. So I've never hit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I've never hit. In fairness, uh, only two years. But in fairness, two years. And yeah. this, year, this, year, this year was bullshit. This yeah. year she held out brave. It was flying under. And she held out brave for like the last 12 seconds. To this day, I think Jasmine Sullivan's the most selfish artist on planet Earth. Um, <laughs> but I want to perform at the National Anthem of the Super Bowl, and I want to rig it. I want to rig it so that I can make all the money back that I've lost in previous years and finally yeah. set my throne upon being the king of over-under handicaps for the National Anthem of the Super Bowl. So that's my number yeah. one. I respect it. I like. I actually, Jack, don't yell at me, but I do respect. <laughs> no, that one, I'm all in. If we can make yeah. money and we can start, I was gonna say he's gonna make you beast. You got it. My bikini, yeah. ringside at UFC. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. All right, my that. number one. This one's a little off the board. Uh, I wanna. I would want to perform the Fortnite live concert. I saw the Travis Scott thing, and I feel like there was no better way. To bring millions of fans, I think they had millions of You're people. You're just a in. sucker for the digital space. I love the digital space. I'm- <laughs> that was very cool. I was thinking, I was actually talking with someone about that the other day, and that was that was like the first time that's ever happened, yeah. right? Like, it was crazy, and and you could like pop in and like be an actual attendee, and like your friend could hop in and like be in his character and like watch the shit. Like, it was cool. It was it, it, insane. Yeah. yeah. And Travis had, like, a massive digital head, which was sick, too. Uh, All right, what's number one, Quinn? All right, last but not least, my number one is a little different, but I I think you guys will still appreciate it. Williamsport, Pennsylvania, the Little League World Series final. Uh, On the hill for all the teams. I mean, I don't even know in what scenario this would be, but, like, almost like a United Nations situation where they're all there and they're all like cheering for me. And it's like it's the PG, it's the PG world cup of baseball. That's what it is. Right, Jack, right. Will have, Jack will have drunk people throwing stuff yeah. at him at the world. The cup Zuzuzela, or, whatever they were Vuvuzelas, called. The Vuvuzelas. Yeah. yeah. Well, the world cup Jack's Jack stole mine. Okay. I'll be totally honest. That was my number one. But I had yeah. to like, I that's had an incredible that. pivot. It's part yeah, of that. Yeah. I've always game. wanted to go to, um, in all seriousness, I've always wanted to go to the Little League World Series and just like do a road trip there and watch it. And because I think it's free, right? You just show up. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm a little farther from Pennsylvania now that I live in California, but I think one of these days I'm going to still try to go just to, you know, just to check it out and, and, and watch the, 
Little League Baseball is just awesome to watch, I think. Yeah, so yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Wait, before – I know Abe has a question, but the Super Bowl is in L.A., right? And, yes, and how yes. far are you from L.A.? You're, you're out in California. I'm basically I'm in I'm in Venice, so I mean downtown LA, like where the Rams, like where the game's gonna be played, it's like 25 minutes away from me. You think you'll be doing a lot of performing, not necessarily at the game, but uh, and and then I do need to ask a follow up question: Could you yeah. ever foresee yourself dumping seven million or whatever the weekend did into your own halftime show at the Super Bowl? No, I mean, <laughs> so I'll answer your I'll answer your first question. Once I get seven million, then I'll then I'll have that conversation. But yeah, no. Uh, I probably won't do any, any performing during the Super Bowl unless, you know, of some fucking miracle chance I'm asked to go and do something that's great. But I'll probably just watch it with my friends and, you know, get drunk or something. But yeah, but, but if I if I did. Yeah, exactly. I'm one of you guys. Yeah. One of if, I, if, I, if, I, <laughs> if I did have to perform, though, I I can't believe you did that. I mean, I, I would have never have done that because I think. You know, because you have that many eyeballs on you, that's why the Super Bowl doesn't pay you to play there because it's the it's the most exposure you could ever ask for. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you need the crate, in my opinion, at least. Like, I don't know if you need the craziest production. You obviously like want to make a, a statement, but you already have millions of people watching you. You just just worry about like putting on a great performance, which I, did, I thought he did. I really enjoyed it. But I just to, to put in seven million of your own money, that was pretty ballsy. He's probably loaded. So I don't think he really cares. But. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. so before we let you go, I want to get back to the album, and then I have a little other thing I have to bring up in regards to our producer. Um, but you did release the other day the official track list, and you did that in the form of this cool—I don't even know—a shanty. A shanty is what it sea is. Shanty. A sea yeah. shanty. I don't really know what that is, but I thought it was. We love content here, right? I thought it was the coolest piece of content, making a song within a song to to make the track list. What was the idea behind that? Yeah, uh, I, I'm not a sea shanty expert, so I'm right there with you. Don't okay. trust me. I'm not. I'm not like thinking about those ever. So my manager actually saw a acapella group on TikTok do like a sea shanty thing, and it was starting to get a lot of traction. And the album already kind of has this nautical theme and vibe mm-hmm. to it. because We made it in, in Rhode Island and that's kind of the vibe of Newport out there. So it kind of just like bled into the music without us really even realizing it. So we were like, okay, now that we had all this music, we're like, how do we announce the album? And he's like, I said, he saw that, that clip of that acapella group singing doing this like sea shanty thing. And he's like, why don't we like write a song that literally explains the track list in order and we'll just have these guys sing it. And then you can maybe like lip sync it or something if you can, you know, rememorize the lyrics or whatever. And that's what we did. And they, they, they sent it over to us like pretty quickly. And, and I've gotten, I appreciate you saying that because I've gotten a lot of compliments about it. And I think it, it was just a cool way for me to like, for sure, just show my personality and do like, not just announce the track list in a boring, like, okay, here's the songs. Like it's always, it's always fun to get creative and just kind of, you know, show your personality with, with the things and, and, and I don't really take myself too seriously. So I thought that was a perfect mix of just like comedy and also like music and it worked out great. So, yeah, yeah. If you don't, if you don't take yourself too seriously, you were on the right podcast, my friend. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. actually going to ask, like, it's pretty clear just talking to you for however long it's been like you at some point you acknowledge, right? Like you've had a successful career to this point. You're, you know, you're more notable. You're people know who you are. But like you come across as like literally every other guy, which I hope is not. I mean, he um, just said he wants to drink beer and watch the. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's because I. I, Yeah, I. I, That's a compliment to me. So, (laughs) do you ever have to go to like 
act like you're a celebrity or is there like something to turning it on and becoming like there's a skill to it. And I feel like sometimes when you act like one of us, people are like, is this guy that talented? And it's like, clearly you're that talented. But like, how do you manage being such a, a, a normal dude at the end of the day? But knowing like you could, you know, one day you do want to perform at all these places and do things that normal people don't do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, thanks for saying that. I appreciate that. But I think at the end of the day, like, you know, authenticity and like being genuine is, 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 it's like a timeless characteristic. You know, I don't think anyone's going to dislike someone for being themselves. And for me, it just so happens to be someone similar to you guys. And, and most of like my fans and who are like Midwest dudes who like to drink and sports gamble and all that stuff. And like, that's great. But like, I just so happen to also write like love songs and stuff. So I think when it comes time to like, like you asked, like turn it on, it's not so much I have to change who I am. It's just more so like when I'm on stage, just kind of being a more like, um, like a, a more heightened version of myself, kind of like a, a more, a more loud, energetic entertainer. Cause in real life, I'm really not, I don't, I, I don't, I like to think I'm not like that at all. Like I'm, I'm quite shy and like, I don't, like I like talking to people. I have friends, but I'm definitely not like trying to be the center of attention all the time. But when you're on stage and you're in front of like 10,000 people, you have to like command everyone's energy. And, and that really asks for like a lot of, a lot of like confidence and energy from the person doing that. So for me, I've just learned to like, just heighten myself a bit on stage, but still remaining like the same person I am. Like I'll still tell jokes on stage and like be an idiot. But I think, I think people respect that. And they, they appreciate that, that like, that the that um what's the word like um the relatability yeah absolutely. yeah re- yeah relatability and and there's like a transparency there and so um yeah dude I don't know it's not as difficult as you might think um it's just yeah it's just kind of how I operate things and I'd rather be like this than someone who has to put on this like facade and that sounds play miserable a, yeah play more of a character it just right. it sounds like a lot of work and this is the only way I know how to do it to be honest so I'm happy yeah. it keeps working so yeah Jack and I were able to become the number one at one point the number one sports podcast on apple just by being absolute idiots so <laughs> to people say you shouldn't be an idiot maybe it uh maybe it has its benefits but all yeah. right we got two more things and then we'll promise to let you go so the track list came out we made this album in newport not the most creative title let's just be honest it's a great <laughs> great intro song you have the singles out right now my wife and two dogs stay next to me with chelsea cutler both absolutely fire but aside from those, give me one or two songs that when you made them, you're like, these are the ones that you want your fans to look out for that you're most excited for. Well, give us give us the radio song that you think could hit and then give us like the one that that means the most to you or you think is going to be underrated. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So the radio one, um, that song Stay Next to Me that you mentioned, Abe, is already kind of right. at Sirius XM. Like it kind of it kind of got picked up very naturally and, and it's been getting spins on the radio already. So it wasn't even like really pushed to it, but it, it kind of found its way there and people are people at the radio enjoy it. And so they were playing it. Um, so I would say by default, that's kind of my radio answer. But the, the, the second part of that question I would say is like an underrated song. I want people I'm excited for is, is there's a song called Hey Goodbye. I just teased it actually on my, on my TikTok, which I hate saying that. You but popped up on my TikTok last <laughs> night. I had never seen you on TikTok. I'm in bed one no one a.m. and I'm like, "What the?" Fuck so you're doing something it? right. You're doing no something way, man. That's that awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's good to know. Wow, way I must be working. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this song "Hey Goodbye" I think is it. It's my favorite I've made on the album, and 
I definitely think will will be received well. There's always like songs that kind of sneak up on you and, and fans kind of, you don't think they're going to be big and then fans kind of choose like, oh, that's the one we love. That's and so cool. And you, yeah, and it's 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 no- normally the ones that you like and you want to be the hit are always the ones that don't get the love. And the ones that you don't really look at are the ones that you'll end up playing the rest of your career. It's kind of like sports betting. Everything, kind of everything that you think is going to hit never hits. And then the ones that you don't bet. Um, I'm most excited for We Don't Talk Enough just because I love A23. I love his music. But yeah. we're, we're very excited for the album. But I, I, I told our producer, Andrew, before we let you go, that I had to bring this up. Andrew, why don't you come in here for a sec so we can address this? Oh, we're face bringing him live. Okay. All right. Here we go. So I think, and I'm listen. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I think you owe our producer Andrew an apology. What? I, I, think, I think you do. So Andrew, Andrew um, is just coming out of how how recent is this, Andrew? It's been a decent amount of time. Like, yeah. Okay. So whatever. Pretty much, long story short, him and his girlfriend broke up. And oh, no. when we told when we told him that we were having you on the podcast, his first reaction was, "Oh, my ex girlfriend loved him," and you could oh, tell no. you could tell there was some somber, like a little depressed behind his voice, wiping back some tears. And listen, we love Andrew; he does great work for us. He's a great friend. Um, but I guess my last question is: Do you feel any type of responsibility <laughs> towards breaking up our producer's relationship? Andrew, I want to personally take responsibility <laughs> for that. I apologize. Um, not not all the good people. Like there are, there can be some bad people that like my music too. So I I think um, consider that um, <laughs> clearly. I, I think I don't know your ex girlfriend, so I'm sure she's lovely. But yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's the case. I I totally respect if you hate me, and I I you know what I've I've got a, I've got a funny story about this. So when I was actually having you know the conversation with her breaking up the i was listening i could hear a song in the background and it was straight jacket ah. it was straight jacket and i was <laughs> yeah. kind of you know expressing yeah. some feelings I'm like you know what that's a fitting song to <laughs> go for this eagles dude that's the song i wrote it's about my yeah. ex-girlfriend and and my senior high school so i mean that's the that's the thing though it's like you probably you have a song now yep. that is about her and, and she might have a song about you and there i kind of let people choose both sides of the coin, like where they stand. And I think there's, there's songs for everyone in every situation, I think. So, you know, yeah. maybe that's your song. I guess it is. I don't know. Amazing. There we go. That's so amazing. I'm glad, I'm glad that we got this squash as Eagleson <laughs> yeah. is writing on his paper a hundred times. I hope she calls. I hope she calls. I hope, I hope she calls, but Quinn, this has been a ton of fun. Change of scenery too, coming out this Thursday at midnight, Friday, however you choose, Technically Friday however midnight, you yeah. choose to word it. It'll be out at 12 a.m. on March the 5th. What platforms? Uh, everything. Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal. Wherever you get music, it's going to be there. So look out for it. Cool. Yeah, We're so excited for it. We'll be streaming it. We'll throw a song in the intro of this podcast. This was Thank a ton you, of man. fun. We appreciate you taking yeah, the time to come on DMCA here. Yeah, just don't DMCA us, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I promise. Uh, I promise, yeah. Thanks, guys. I hope to be on, be on again soon. Um, this was a lot of fun. Appreciate whenever you want to shoot the shit about soccer, no, no, no about shooting Michigan shit. State. Next time he comes on is we're talking NFTs and we're, we're, we're getting talking, this man paid. We're talking crypto, NFTs. Oh, exactly. you've, come, you've come the right place. But yeah. Quinn, yeah. Quinn XCII is the Roman numeral. <laughs> Quinn92, you can find him. On Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. apparently TikTok now, uh, unless apparently, they'll just pop yeah. up on your For You page. But we're hyped for the album, Change of Scenery 2. Appreciate you taking the time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, take it easy.
All right, fam, we are back. That was amazing. Quinn was awesome. That was unbelievable. That, that was super fun. He's he's one of us. He literally is just like one of us. He's like, everything I think is good is not, and everything that I don't think is good is. And that is literally every one of our takes, every one of our bets. It's just like, and he wants to drink beer and like watch the Super Bowl. With us. Should we just go to LA and drink with Quinn? I'm down. Kind I'm of down. a vibe. I'm down. All-Star Weekend has arrived. Uh, I'm in Atlanta, if you're listening to this podcast. I feel I'll like you can there. sneak in. Uh, tough, maybe, but potentially. We'll see. We'll, we'll try and figure it out. But we are going to uh, we're gonna break down the weekend. So. Before, we, before we do that, though, I feel yeah. like we talked about on the last episode if and when you win, because I'm going to speak it into existence. That's my new thing. Um, speaking things into existence, even though it might not work. But I feel like if and when you do win, like if you just walk around with that big ass check, like anyone can steal it. It's not worth shit. But like if you have that check, you're important. You can just like walk up to is it State Farm Arena in Atlanta and just be like, hey, yo, see this? Pretty big. And they'll just let you right in. If I did want to use that, I could walk in and be like, yeah, we're doing a halftime thing. I got to take a picture like mm-hmm. at halftime. Yeah, I'm sure we could pull something off. Where are your credentials? But, oh, shit. I think I left them back at the hotel. Oh, shit. Here's a big ass check. Can I come <laughs> in now? So the All-Star Weekend contestants will be performing at halftime. Some is before, huh? some's at halftime. The contestants are performing it? What do you mean? They're pl- the dunk contest, the three point. Oh, uh, like, sums it. Yeah, sums I don't know what's going with it. Is it all on Sunday? Also, they did announce. Yeah, it's all on that one day, and they announced the rising stars teams for no game. Tell like, me how they announced it, Jack. Through NBA Top Shot, made me happy, made me warm inside. I looked at those rosters. The USA would smack. Smack. (laughs) Smack. Which is funny because we always talk about how well the European and the uh, international game is growing because Luka and all that stuff. But, God, that team. I mean, it's not to say that the the internationals have bad players, but the USA. I mean, we talk about the young talent, Tatum, Luka, you know, all those guys in the league. The one, the first and second year guys are loaded. I don't think this rookie class was supposed to be awful. This rookie class is loaded. I mean, the the guys are really good through thirty two games, but that's exciting. Uh, let's talk about the three point contest first. Contestants, which someone leaked a report that Steph wasn't going to be in it, which is the weirdest vibe of all time. But Stephen Curry in the three point contest, which makes me happy. Jalen Brown, Tatum, teammates. D-Book, Zach Levine, and Spida. So I do believe they tried to get as many All-Stars in the contest to keep the amount of people kind of locked in. Yeah, I can tell you they did not try and do that for the dunk contest. Right, exactly. Um, So who's your pick for the First off, this field is absolutely loaded, right? Hands down, the best event of the night probably is this three-point contest just because of the names. Uh, I do a lot of like analyzing on this podcast and go into deep, unnecessary like facts about why I think something should happen in sports. That's not the case here. I'm going to pick Steph Curry for the simple <laughs> fact his name is fucking Steph Curry and it's a three-point shooting contest. Will he win? Maybe not. But I won't be that idiot to pick against the best shooter of all time in a three-point contest. And I know you're, of course, going to pick Steph also because you're a rational human being to some extent. But it's as simple as I don't care who wants to win, who's trying to prove something. It's Steph Curry 
and it's a three-point contest. If that doesn't tell you all you need to know, then, well, my, my friend, I cannot help you. So I'm riding with Steph. Not only am I riding with Steph, <laughs> I'm going to go I'm gonna go as far as to say the Perfect other rack. five players are not who I would immediately go to and think three-pointers, right? Like, I, And I'm not to say these guys don't shoot 40% from three or 38% and shoot them in a high volume. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. I mean, Brown shooting me. the De- ball well. Brown shooting the ball well this year. No doubt. But you don't consider him a three-point shooter, right? I don't. I actually the closest one to considering a three-point shooter would be Devin Booker, and even then, I don't quite consider him a three-point shooter. It's definitely like the strongest part of his game. I would personally think, but Zach Levine, a high flyer, shoots the three ball obviously great same with spider jalen's a wing tatum's a wing like all right let's do Seth, something let's let's make it fair let's make it fair like joe joe harris is is shooting 50 percent from like three this year i the point is i do believe they were trying to just pick the guys who are already there but i think yeah i think i Seth's get i know i get what you're saying too tobias is having an an all-star shooting Stop year that. relatively speaking but all right let's make this fun because that's what we do here steph curry's out of the competition let's pick our who we who we think would win if Steph didn't exist. I'm going to go D-Book. I'm going to go Book. I think he's uh, a little disrespected from the all-star quote-unquote snub. Because Brian I'm just, tweeted that. Yeah, like, I'm just trying active. to find filler information to, to rationalize while I'm picking Devin Booker. You couldn't catch me dead picking a Celtic. You couldn't catch me dead picking Donovan Mitchell. I could pick Zach Levine. I could. Um, who am I missing? Anybody? That's it. All right, Book. I'm going to go Levine. He's actually, I feel like most people don't know he's an excellent three-point shooter. He's water. Also, he does have a thing for the all-star contest. I mean, he's he's done the dunk contest, so maybe that plays into it. Like Abe said, we're just trying to give you anything we can here uh, for these completely random selections. To the skills contest we go, Luka Doncic. And this is where it's hilarious. Let me read the let me read the names here. Luca, CP3, Randall, Vucevic, Sabonis, and Robert Covington. Does he live in Atlanta? Does he vacation in Atlanta? What who who's his agent? I need his agent that got him in this. Why is Robert Covington in the skills challenge? Maybe he's playing defense against the rest of the contestants <laughs> and they didn't announce that yet. Maybe that's just a twist that they're pulling in. Um but hey, I'm happy for Bob. I'm happy for. We talked about Covington is that guy that he'll just keep getting traded for first rounders year after year, and everyone will think he's something, but he's not. He can play D. He can occasionally hit the open shot. Skilled? It's really not the word I would use to describe Robert Covington. But my pick for the skills competition, he's been in it five times. He's never won. He's the greatest point guard of all time. He's the greatest player of all time. Do I own a metallic gold of his? In NBA Top Shot Series 1. Yes, I do. We're going with Chris Paul. Five times he's been in it and he hasn't won once? Come on. I would, it's rigged. Would he's I, due. He's due, is what we would say. He's due. So, CP. Yeah, I, I mean, the bigs, I think Bam won last Bam, year. Dude, and I bigs have, like, won. Bam won, Cat won, Porzingis won. Bigs, like, win this thing. I sniped the BAM last year. I remember I called mm-hmm. that. And and I didn't even realize when I called it, someone was like, dude, that's the worst pick ever. He shoots 18% from three. Or he doesn't he hadn't shot a three. You just have that to make season. one. You just have to make one. Just like the people's parlay. You just gotta hit one. Everyone's assuming I'm gonna go Randall. Obviously CP3 would be my pick, but for the fun of the game, 
I do think Luca. Luca's the guy that would. I could see him doing his Euro cool thing and taking it slow and not caring, but I could also see him just being the most skilled player, like by far, on the court, and that could play. Yeah, into it. I mean, I like the Luca pick. He is definitely the most skilled on the floor. Him and CP probably, but I don't know. I see this thing happening with Luca where someone maybe misses a corner, doesn't go around something enough they should, and he looks to the fake ref under the hoop and just starts crying at the ref um because that's just what luca does and he's not going to change himself for a skills competition but luca's luca's a fine decision but yeah bigs have historically won this event not dunk this contest. year how are you not yeah. picking julius for dunk contest oh my god do we even dunk have to contest the contestants and for nee simon whom isn't it simon's yeah yeah on this sheet it says simon cash is stanley he's a jumper and ain't no stopping Obi Toppin. Abe, who's your pick? Jack, I'm I'm in a really good mood. We had a great interview with Quinn. I'm very excited for you this weekend. I'm very excited for myself just to watch. I got a good care package. They don't call him ain't no stopping Obi Toppin for no reason. Am I right or am I right? I mean, this guy just extends his arm above the hoop and dunks it. Do I think he's going to do anything cool? No. Am I going to watch this event? Probably not. Like the it NBA, might be at halftime of the game. Yeah, no, I'll go take a shit or something. Um, the NBA is just like, what are they? Do you think they even attempted to get good players? Like, I'm sorry. Why is Zion in the league? What do you mean? If he's not in the dunk contest, like, what's the point? Time out, time out. I don't think you recognize that historically. No, I you understand don't put that. stars in the dunk contest. I understand that, but you put names that are reputable dunkers and have been around like Aaron Aaron Gordon and Levine like that's something like that or or Levine yeah what was Zach Levine years ago you know Derek Jones Jr. yeah he's coming young pick he was playing in Minnesota I don't know my point is it's just like all right I understand that they don't usually get the big names or ever get the big names but like yeah like LeBron's never done a dunk contest is the bottom of the barrel when it comes to participants I thought Cassius Stanley was in the G League. Yeah, he is. Dude, come <laughs> on. Like, we make fun of everything on this podcast, and we're not going to make fun of this. Like, you yeah, change. No, no. I Him being in the G League was interesting, to say the least. It's like picking, Obi's it's like, like the one that like gets the minute. player fourth overall who came off the bench. Like, okay, he could be good, but what? Patrick Williams is balling. Yeah, I know. Um, he still came off the bench. My pick, I mean, I once again, Abe took my pick, so for the fun of it, I'm going to say Cassius Stanley can jump. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know Anthony w- like, had hops like that, so I would, I would, if I had to make a bet, I would bet on him coming in last. Obi can jump very high. I don't actually know, like, theatrically. I know he did the windmills and the 360s in college and the alley-oops and stuff, but, like, just from watching him this year, he's kind of stiff. Like, he doesn't really – I don't see him pulling off anything crazy. Cassius Stanley will pull some crazy shit. So, I think he's going to so be the, a So, the dunk watch. contest is always interesting because you said Cassius Stanley can jump. Jack, they can all jump. They can all dunk. They can all jump really freaking high. Some like, can do- jump higher, It's like though. 50% – forget jumping. 50% of the dunk contest is execution on the first try, right? And the other 40% is creativity. Do you bring in props? Do you bring in players? Um, 
I, I don't know how much athletic ability plays a role in, in the dunk contest. Oh, I disagree. Derek Jones Jr. could be the greatest leaper in NBA history. What does that mean? That's why he's won the dunk contest because he can jump so much higher than everyone else. I just I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen a good dunk contest since Zach Levine and Aaron. You don't Gordon. like life, like you. That's not true. I love Quinn X, X, Quinn ninety two. <laughs> That's life right there. Betting on betting on yourself and making good music and then watching the Super Bowl and getting drunk. That's the life I want to live. I love life and knockout games for a hundred k. Shout out to my bookie for sponsoring this part of the segment. Uh, the all-star game itself, Kevin Durant's team versus, did they draft? Did I miss I think that's the... tonight. No, it's, it probably, tonight? it's probably tomorrow. It's probably tomorrow on TNT. On TNT. Okay. So it's going to be pretty tough to pick. And we don't know what the spread is, but we got to do it. Let's just so pick let's... the, well, I'm gonna I mean, the... I think you can bet. Through my bookie on all that stuff we just talked about. So take the Toppins, take the CP3s, take the Stephs. Do we agree on all three? Yeah. Toppins, CP3. Who was the last one? Steph. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I guess that's the people's parlay. We we should throw. We should see. I'll if parlay, we can parlay that. I'll parlay yeah. that. that for hits. sure. That hits. That hits. No doubt. We might. I might not even have to go to Atlanta. We could just take a a, a hundred bucks. Parlay those three. And we'll have 100K like that. So bet that at mybookie.ag backslash snapback sports. But the game. So we don't know the teams. We don't really know anything. Who do you think? I don't know who has first pick. But who do you think? Like, what? give me a fun storyline. And then who's you're going to pick Team LeBron. I pick Team KD. Okay, we got that out of the way. Give me a fun storyline from the draft like they always like to pull. The fun storyline from the draft. Hmm. I think you have to look to LeBron taking AD a few years ago before AD had gotten to LA. Um, who will LeBron try to recruit with that third max contract to LA with the first pick? James Harden's a free agent in two years. Bradley Beal is notoriously unhappy. These are both starters. Joel Embiid, keep your hands off of him. Keep your <laughs> hands off of him. Ben Simmons with the clutch. I don't know. Well, he's a bench player, so he wouldn't get drafted first overall. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who LeBron goes with that first pick, but the MVP of this game, right. Is always who wants it kind of, I don't, I don't think that's true. Everyone keeps saying that. And it's like, Oh, it's who's going to try the hardest. I really don't find that to be accurate. Like I think the guys, the guys and, and remember it's the new format. So they have been trying pretty hard. So yeah. So I mean, who's your pick then? Like from my rationale, a guy like Book, a guy like Beal, who are studs. Don't get me wrong, but like nobody puts them in the top X amount of players in, in the league in general. So my official pick for MVP, Dame. Damian Lillard. I don't know if he has one. I don't think he does. But... Um, uh, he's he, like I said, coldest player in the NBA. Coldest in terms of how he plays, in terms of his personality off the court, just keeps to himself. And uh, people talk a lot about him in Portland. People talk about how he should leave, go elsewhere. Maybe he puts a name, makes a name for himself on the biggest stage with the best players in the league, and goes for the MVP. So I'm gonna go with Dame Dalla. <laughs> makes a name for himself is a pretty funny statement about Damian Lillard. Yeah, I guess you're right. But I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna go CP3 
one of the really interesting things to note is that he was not a starter last year and they played him at the end of the game whether or not that's because they thought he was getting older it could be his last all-star game who knows but being on the floor at the end of the game and then like them actually selecting you off the bench to finish the game and close the game i think is important um and i could see him if he gets hot like everyone loves cp3 he's been the head of the players association so are they doing that thing what's it called that they do at the end of the game that they did last year they do in the tbt tournament what's it called Elon uh, fit, yeah. Elon Elon ending. I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Elon, Elon are they doing that yeah, again yeah. this year? Yeah. The remember same how format. remember how electric that was last year? It was amazing. Except that it ended on a free throw. That was kind of wild. That was but, yeah, that, but, but it was but, like LeBron just pulling up at the end and missing whatever. Um, but are they wearing the twenty four and two again? I'm not sure about that. I, I don't doubt know. it. I would love for them to do it as a nice gesture, but I don't think they have to. You know what I mean? No. I yeah, I, I, we'll see. Who knows? It's it's. They did whatever. name the trophy the Kobe Bryant trophy, right? right. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Um, I feel like I had something something to ask you about the the game, but I guess not. Um, I could pick a bead for MVP, actually. You could. Oh, oh, I did want to make a comment on the storyline of the draft tomorrow. What will LeBron do about Kyrie, and what will KD do about, about Steph? Steph? I, I think, think that's I think really the, fun. I don't think there I don't think there's much to look into the KD and Steph as much as there is LeBron and Kyrie, right? KD and think, but it's just fun, like to see. It is. It is fun, and then because you could argue that Steph should be, you know, the first pick for one of the teams, right? You can always argue that. Uh, I also do think it matters that KD's not playing, so it's mm-hmm. like if he who's picking to play, that team? KD's going to pick the team. He's still the captain. That's not fair. Why? If you're going to pick the team, you got to play. Oh, you want Jason Tatum to to replace him? No, I think they should give it to Wardell. Wardell Curry. I don't know. Taking KD's spotlight again, that would be tough. Or they should give it to Kawhi. Since they're having a shit dunk concert, just make a shit draft show, too, and have him have no personality while they're making the draft. That would Um, be fun. Anything that'll suck, let's do that. How about that? Okay. Um, Real quick on the logo. Did you have any thoughts on that? Do you are you a fan of the a Kobe logo uh, for the NBA? Oh, Kyrie's comments. Oh hell yeah! Anything? Yeah. I have no I have no comment on Kyrie's comments for the simple fact that I didn't see him and I don't want to speak to whatever's coming out of his mouth and put my name attached to it, whether or not he's right or not. But just from a sex appeal, it's the first thing that came to my head. I'm sorry, the Kobe logo is sick. Like I don't think necessarily. I did see what Kyrie said that the whole this league was built or whatever like jerry west is a legend let's not disrespect jerry west and everything but changes change is always needed there was change they implemented the three-point line everyone's always changing you know what i mean (laughs) everyone's always changing so i think a new logo i think a new logo could be cool now which is it have to be the the fadeaway kobe yeah turn around jump right yeah i guess I guess that I'm trying to think. So of what I was would be. unfortunately when this stuff hits the news, I have to learn about it. And apparently, the original the NBA does actually does not actually um, confirm or or say that Jerry West is the logo. It is the designer of the logo who said they used West, yeah, as the uh, reference or as the outline for it. But the NBA does not acknowledge 
that the logo is Jerry West. Which By is, the NBA, you mean like the league offices? Because if you yeah. watch like inside the NBA or any of these pregame shows, if they show a pan to Jerry West, they'll go, oh, the logo. Yeah. So I, it's. Well, that's now his nickname. But so, the NBA so the does suits. not. Yeah. The suits. The suits. The they, suits. You know, them damn suits. They're doing the most. Eagleson. He was like, uh, I want to get a minute in on hockey. Do you have time? And we're like, yeah, we, we have a minute. We have that's exactly a minute. That's why we made this segment for you. You want a minute and 10 seconds? Hit another podcast, my friend. Eagleson, um, he made amends with Quinn. I'm happy we got that off the plate. I know that that's been on your mind, and mm-hmm. I hope she calls. But you know how, it, how we do it on What the Puck. One minute to talk about anything you want related to hockey. Jack and I will take a little snooze starting in three, two, one okay so i wanted to take this what the puck just to get the message across to the people who aren't as familiar with hockey that the edmonton oilers might just be the most disappointing hockey franchise ever even more than the leafs any other team some context for this the leafs just played them back to back and they're playing a third game in this little series right now as we're recording this but anyways we beat them twice four nothing and then three nothing with our backup goalie then our third string goalie we're missing some top six forwards our mvp candidate austin matthews and a defenseman um something that was proved to me that i was kind of skeptical about when i was watching this that i'd seen some people talking about online was that he is not mcjesus he is mcfraud I mean, he played awful game one. He was on the ice for three of the four goals, showing little effort defensively. And after the first few goals, you can really see him get discouraged, and he doesn't try very hard. In game two, he was on the ice for all three goals against, and he played even worse defensively. Just very lazy. And on the offensive side, you're the best player in the world by a mile, and you can't get a single point, let alone a goal in back-to-back (laughs) games. You know what we're not going to do with What the Puck? That was What we're not going to do is let Eagleson turn into his little biased Leafs propaganda. What do you mean? That is so on brand. I think we need to clip our facial reactions when he he dropped the McFraud bar. That was amazing. That was an all-time bar. That was my favorite What the Puck I've ever seen. Oh, by far. I was actually, and I was on my phone, you might have seen, but I was checking to make sure that they weren't losing tonight. The game is not. Eagleson, I don't, going forward, I don't need to hear about who's ahead of the uh, territory division or whatever right. the, the divisions are this year. More of that. This is the content I need. The little propaganda, do your thing, hit on <laughs> others, maybe bring the Flyers and the Caps into it. I can't believe he just said McFraud. That was amazing. Eagleson, well done. Snapback well fam. Done. Next time you hear from me, hopefully, we will be 100000 Not hopefully, we will be. We will be. Where, where does everyone find it? YouTube, House of Highlights. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Friday Eastern, night. Friday night. What else you got to do? We're in a panditi. Come we're, in through. A pa- we're in a pandudu. <laughs> we're in a panorama. Come watch the boy. Break some, break some threes and, and be quick to get the rebound. Snapback fam, much love. Peace.